0: So, the first question is Describe to me the worst shift you've ever had as a nurse. What made it so bad, and how did you get through it? So, if the nurse is unable to describe how they creatively overcame obstacles, or if a bad day for them was when patients were crashing, maybe rapid response is not the right fit because that's all you do all day is manage crashing patients. The second question is What makes for a good day for you as a nurse? Like when you go home and say, That was a good day. If the answer is something along the lines of when I get all my charting done and all my meds passed on time and I have an easy team, well, that is not ever going to be any shift you'll ever have as a rapid response nurse. Every day is going to be the opposite of that, actually. So maybe rapid response nursing, as sexy as it may seem, is not what will truly make you feel fulfilled and enjoy your work environment. But when nurses tell me about times that they led their team well, or when they made an impact in some way or another, or they solved a problem or saved a life, or were proud of themselves for advocating, that sounds more like someone who would enjoy rapid response. Hey there. I'm your host, Sarah Lorenzini, a rapid response nurse and educator who loves telling stories to teach critical thinking. This podcast is for nurses who want the knowledge, skills, and confidence to respond to any emergency. With almost 20 years of experience in the ER and critical care nursing and a master's degree in nursing education, I have a lot of stories to share, and I love to nerd out and break down the pathophysiology, pharmacology, and nurses' role in emergencies. Stories bring learning to life. It is way easier to learn from and remember the stories that my colleagues and mentors have told me than anything I've read in a textbook. And that is why I made this podcast. Every episode is packed full of exactly what you need to know to handle whatever crisis that could arise on your shift. It's one thing to get the right answer on the test, but knowing how to detect when your patient is declining and what to do when your patient is crashing is what will make or break your day and might just save your patient's life. So here's the question that I get all the time in my DMs. Sarah, I want to be a rapid response nurse. What can I do to set myself up to become a rapid response nurse one day? I love to answer this question, but first let me make sure you understand what exactly rapid response nursing entails. So to start, any of you who listen to my podcast or follow me on Instagram, you know that I think being a rapid response nurse is just the best job ever. I mean, I absolutely love it. The upside is, It's a great mix of ER, nursing, and ICU nursing, and nursing education, which are literally my three favorite things, all mixed into one job. You get to be there to rescue and turn things around for patients, get the opportunity to come alongside your fellow nurses and facilitate a smooth resuscitation. I mean, it is awesome. But to be clear, it is not all slinging epinephrine and doing CPR. Like there's a lot more that goes into this role besides just like the high energy energy high impact that you imagine in the role. So let's talk about some of the things that I do that you don't think about when you think about rapid response nursing. So one thing is we do proactive rounding. Like we try to prevent emergencies before they ever even happen. So we will look at charts and go talk with nurses on the floor and go check on patients before they're ever decompensating to try to get interventions going early on. So that is not the fastest pace, But I really do enjoy that aspect of the role. We do a lot of education. We round with the crash cart. We do mock drills. We teach classes. We debrief after the code. We take time to provide education at the bedside, to level up our nursing colleagues so everyone feels empowered to help handle emergencies together. We... Do a lot of combing through charts. I don't know what your hospital has, but we use MUSE or Modified Early Warning Score. So we'll pull the MUSE for the whole hospital and then look up every chart of patients with a high MUSE and try to figure out which ones need us to get there and get some interventions to prevent them from declining. We do lots of transports, like lots of running around with beds and sick patients. So you know how much you hate going to CAT scan with your patient and loading up a critical care patient and all of their drips and going all the way to CT? We do that all the time. (laughs) So lots of trips. We start a lot of IVs. So, I mean, every day is different, but it's not all just like rep response, rep response, go blue, rep response. There's a lot of other things that we do in between. So I've been asked a lot, what's a typical day of a rapid response nurse? And the answer is, there is no typical day. It's a combination of responding to rapid response calls or medical emergencies. We'll go to stroke alerts or STEMI alerts, which is a heart attack, We'll go to mass transfusion protocol um, alerts. We go to emergencies on the first floor, in the front lobby, in the cafeteria. We help with visitors who are having emergencies. We help with patients having emergencies. We help out in the ER, and the ICU, when census is high or when acuity is high. I mean, we're, it's just all over the place. Some days feel very slow because a lot of proactive stuff. And some days are so busy responding to emergencies, there's no time for their proactive stuff. So it's, Very unpredictable, which leads me to my next point. How is working rapid response different than whenever I worked in the ER or whenever I worked in the cardiac ICU? I think the biggest difference is it's so unpredictable. Every day doesn't have the same flow that you would have if you worked in the other departments. Now, granted, ER doesn't really have much flow, but there is some predictability of like, okay, patient comes in, line, lab, EKG, imaging... Diagnosis next, right? But it doesn't quite flow the same way with rap response nursing. The other thing is the team dynamic is a little bit different than whenever you have a home unit. When you work in your department, you get to know all of your coworkers. Those are like your people, your friends with, you know, all that crew. You have the camaraderie of like, we are in the trenches of the ER, we are in the trenches of the ICU together. And as a rap response nurse, we don't belong to any particular unit. So our home unit is the entire hospital. So you kind of learn to become friends with and be able to collaborate with everyone. There's a very inconsistent team. So like whenever I show up to an emergency, I don't know who's gonna be there. I can't know the entire hospital, right? So I never know what the experience level is, who are my resources, who's the strongest on the floor, who's a brand new out of school. There's just so many, so much unpredictability as to who's gonna be there to help me when this patient's crashing. The other thing is you just have to be on the entire shift. There's no, oh, once I get caught up with charting, then I can go socialize or once I get on my meds pass and I can sit down and go chart. I never know <laughs> when I'm going to get to chart, when I'm going to get to you know have a lunch. Like There's just no planning of anything when it comes to rapid response. And with that being said, you're in the constant state of hypervigilance where you just always have to be like ready to jump up and run, right? I think the closest thing that I can relate it to is if you've ever been driving and you see like law enforcement or cop lights go off, even if the cop's not pulling you over, just something about seeing the lights, like (gasps) at least for me, I feel that, oh my gosh, what's going on? Am I getting pulled over? The same thing happens for me whenever the operator picks up the phone to make an announcement. Like that click, whenever they go to start talking, I instantly like, (gasps) there's an emergency. They could say, joe please call the operator (laughs) but i've already like kicked into that gear where my sympathetic nervous system is dumping hormones and i'm like ready to rush to action so you're kind of in that state like ready to jump in ready to run ready to respond in emergency at all times so that feels different like how you manage yourself both before and after work to handle being in that hypervigilance for so long all shift long you are dealing with crisis Every single day, every single shift, it's just crisis after crisis, both from the patients and the families who are very scared, but also from the bedside nurses, you know, like I'm used to emergencies, but this nurse, this may be the first rapid response they've ever had or the first one this year. You know, it's been two years since they had a call a rapid response. So this is a really big deal and a really scary thing when their patient's crashing. And so you're just constantly sharing space with high amounts of stress and fear and anxiety. And so learning how to manage yourself amongst that is definitely a learning curve as a rapid response nurse you have to be very self-motivated. So when I worked in the ER, and the ICU, there's like med orders coming in. I know I have certain tasks that I have to complete. As a rapid response nurse, I guess I could just sit on my butt and wait for emergencies to happen and respond to them. But instead me and everyone on my team are very self-motivated to go out there and find the patients and catch them and intervene before the decline. So being committed to doing rounding and pulling the muse and trying to prevent emergencies. And then the final thing that's different is learning to tap into your leadership skills in a different way. Whenever I worked ER or ICU, there are certain things that I'm really good at. And so when a patient crashed, I would jump in and do that task. Like I'm really good at IVs. I'll get the IV. I'm really fast at drawing up meds. I'll I'll do medications or whatever the thing is that I know that I can do very well. I'll do that one task. But as a rapid response nurse, if I just jump in and do the one task, I'm actually It's a disservice to the patient because my expertise is managing the entire emergency. So sometimes I'm not even taking on, say, one of the roles in a code, documentation, airway, compressions, meds, where the roles are. Sometimes I'm just at the foot of the bed, kind of overseeing and orchestrating everything, making sure that all the roles are filled. And so that is a little bit of a shift too, if you're used to just jumping and doing your thing that you're good at. Now you're, Thing you're good at as a rapid response nurse is delegating and overseeing and facilitating, not necessarily like showing off your cool CPR skills. So, that being said, I also want to mention that not all amazing ER and ICU nurses make amazing rapid response nurses. There is a little different skill set or just a little shift to do really well in the role. So. I know some ICU nurses that are stellar, like I would want them to take care of my grandma because they are so thorough and so detail-oriented and so methodical. They don't miss anything. Sometimes the rapid response, that can be a little too rigid. You do have to be a little more flexible. Some ICU nurses, they really like the predictability and the control that they have in ICU. And you don't necessarily have that in the rapid response role. Another thing too, I know some great IC nurses that have just the most amazing knowledge base. I mean, they, they have so much clinical skill and experience and they just expect everyone to have the same and that's not necessarily the case. And so if they come at the rapid response role with that condescending approach, that also is not good for patient outcomes because then people are afraid to call them whenever they need them. The other thing is, Some people just do better with the challenge of complexity more than the challenge of being fast or having speed. They're really good at titrating 17 drips and managing the continuous dialysis machine and the impella and like they're really good at that complexity stuff, but they're not necessarily the fastest. They're just very methodical and get it done very well. But speed is also needed for the wrap response role. You have to be able to sometimes make decisions without all the data without all the information just kind of split second what this patient needs so here's an example when i worked in the er as the educator at the time the process if there was an emergency anyone on the first floor both the ER charge nurse and the ICU charge nurse would respond to it. And then if it was an inpatient, the ICU charge nurse took over. If it was an ER patient, say, in radiology or a visitor that has to become a ER patient, then the ER would take over the patient. So just depending on what it was. So I was in the ER. A rapid response went off in the front lobby, and the charge nurse was tied up with the patient. So I was like, oh, I'll go. I got it for you. So I run to the front lobby. The ICU charge nurse had beat me there. And it's a visitor, and he's sitting in the chair. And just my quick eyeball assessment, he does not look good. He's diaphoretic. He's working hard to breathe. He's a little bit dusky, like around his mouth and his fingers. You know, he's breathing probably 50 times a minute, sweating. And the ICU charge nurse, who I respect a lot for her skill set, she's got years of experience. She's just taking her time to listen to his lung sounds in all the fields And so I'm I'm trying not to take over because she was the first responder, right? So I'm trying to be like, how can I help? But I'm just watching her, not saying a word, just doing her typical methodical thing of listening to lung sounds. And I was like, listen, I can't can't watch this any longer. I need to get this guy to a monitor. I need to get him to the ER so we can get interventions for him. I have nothing in the front lobby. So I just walked over and was like, hey, sir, I'm from the ER. You're struggling to breathe. I'd like to take you to the ER to figure out what's going on and get you better. And so I just kind of like scooped him up in the wheelchair and booked it back <laughs> booked it back to the ER. Sure enough, his oxygen saturation was very low. He was having like an exacerbation of his COPD, plus he had no, I mean, lots of stuff going on. But obviously, I needed to get to lung sounds eventually. But my quick eyeball assessment and my experience, my ER experience told me, you have to make decisions when you don't have data yet. I don't have time to ask him about his whole medical history or what he's here for or what he's experiencing or how long it's been going on. I see the guy breathing fast, sweating bullets. Let's go to the ER. So on the flip side, not all amazing ER nurses make great rapid response nurses. If you love the ER because of the adrenaline rush, there's not always adrenaline rushes and rapid response. A lot of what we do is, like I said, combing through charts and doing education and doing proactive interventions. And documenting like it's not all just like emergency 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 there is a lot of that but it's not all of that sometimes too what i've seen is some er nurses they just think about like what can we do to fix this right now to fix this number right now and as a rapid response nurse i have to think more big picture how is what i'm doing right now going to affect this patient later today or tomorrow, for example. If I give a three-liter fluid bolus and make his blood pressure number look better, did I really help though, right? Did I actually fix the problem? So thinking through like long-term, looking back at his labs and looking back at his ejection fraction and thinking about all the pieces to make the best decision for this patient rather than just like, in this moment, what can I do to fix this right now? Like I said earlier, there's definitely not the same predictability as far as like line, lab, EKG, imaging, diagnosis, decks, like what you do in the ER. Sometimes I show a sharp response and I don't need to get blood work. They just had AM labs four hours ago. That might suffice. And just like I said, thinking about longer term and also how what I'm doing is going to affect the entire hospital. What's the bed situation in the PCU and the ICU? And I mean, there's so many things that go into rapid response. I'm not just thinking about one department, but the whole facility. So what makes a good rapid response nurse? I think what makes a good rapid response nurse is not just that you are clinically an expert, but you also have to be resourceful and humble with that. Like there are times when I show up, I don't know how to do this thing, or I don't know about this diagnosis, or I don't know about this process. So I'm willing to call the experts in that area. I don't know much about oncology. That's never been an area that I've worked in. So if I have a patient who's having a reaction to their chemo, I'm calling my buddies on the oncology floor to learn about what's the best way to handle this. So just being resourceful and humble enough to reach out and phone a friend if you need it. I think rapid response nurses need to be confident in their knowledge base and in how they approach the emergency. You want the patients and the family to trust you. So if you come in all mousy, they're going to be like, who is this? Who's the quiet nurse? No, you have to be somewhat vocal. Got to be a fast thinker, quick to make decisions. You have to be able to work well in high stress environments and with other people who are stressed out and kind of help to manage that as well. Got to be a team player. Got to be personable, a clear communicator so that whenever you're directing people, they can understand what you're saying. So You know, ask yourself, does what Sarah described actually sound like something that I would enjoy? Am I okay with unpredictability? Am I okay with having that constant state of heightened awareness? Am I okay with being expected to lead a team of people that maybe I don't know that aren't from the unit that I've been working on for years? And then ask yourself, do I have some of the soft skills that Sarah just listed? Like, am I resourceful? Can I act fast and make decisions quickly? Do I really work well in high stress environments? Am I truly a team player or do I just prefer to keep to myself on my shift? Have I been told by other people that I'm a clear communicator, not just do I think I am? Have other people told that to me? Do I have the ability to bring people together? So if you've listened to all of this and you're still like, yes, sign me up for that kind of crazy, then keep listening to hear how you can set yourself up for ultimately becoming a rapid response nurse. All right, so how can you prepare yourself to ultimately be a rapid response nurse? First, see what's required at your hospital. What's the minimum requirements do you apply for a rapid response position? Some hospitals require ICU experience, some require ER experience, some require both, some require neither. So it's really important to know like what is actually required so you can make sure that you meet the minimum requirement. Next, I would say start studying to become certified. Even if it's not required for your role, my opinion is you need to have your certification, either the CCRN or the CEN or something that shows that you are competent and ready to handle whatever emergency were to pop up. I feel like the certification is value both to prove to yourself that you have what it takes to respond, but also it validates your knowledge amongst your peers and even to the patients, to the physicians. You are expected to be the resource for all things emergency. You have to know your stuff. And so taking that test and passing it is a good start to make sure that you do. Next, I would say become the expert where you are. Take all the courses, become a preceptor or a charge nurse. If you wanna be the resource for the entire hospital, You need to be seen first as a resource in your home unit. Become a super user. Be on the unit practice council. Being on these unit-based type committees help you see the bigger picture, the inner workings of all the hospital. Like you need to have some idea of what things are like outside of your little bubble of the ICU or your little bubble of the ER. Start learning how to work with other departments to achieve the best outcomes for patients. Next, I would say ask to shadow the rapid response team. Shadowing is a great opportunity. Not only does it give you a clear idea of what the job actually looks like, but it also shows the team that you are serious about the goal of ultimately becoming a rapid response nurse. We have nurses shadow us all the time. Some want to be rapid response and some are just, you know, they're new charts nurses on their floor and they're like, oh man, I'm now the leader. I want to be confident handling emergencies. So they'll come shadow us for a day just to kind of build their skill set and comfort level with responding when the patient's crashing. And finally... When you listen to my podcast, try to put yourself in my shoes. Think about how you would handle the situation that I'm describing. Imagine how you would bring the team together. How would you explain what's happening to the patient? How would you advocate to the interdisciplinary team? Start to try and emulate the the positive characteristics that you see in the rapid response nurses at your hospital and what you hear from me and how I approach emergencies. Move out of the silos of your own department and start thinking about how your actions affect the whole hospital. In closing, let me leave you with two interview questions that I always ask nurses who I'm interviewing. And I've interviewed hundreds of nurses over the years. These two questions, I think, are the most telling about where a nurse might do well, where they will thrive, and where they might find themselves and be frustrated and unhappy. So the first question is, describe to me the worst shift you've ever had as a nurse. What made it so bad and how did you get through it? So if the nurse is unable to describe how they creatively overcame obstacles or if a bad day for them was when patients were crashing, maybe rap rapid response is not the right fit because that's all you do all day is manage crashing patients. The second question is, what makes for a good day for you as a nurse? When you go home and say, that was a good day, if the answer is something along the lines of, when I get all my charting done and all my meds passed on time and I have an easy team, well... That is not ever going to be any shift you'll ever have as a rapid response nurse. Every day is going to be the opposite of that, actually. So maybe rapid response nursing, as sexy as it may seem, is not what will truly make you feel fulfilled and enjoy your work environment. But when nurses tell me about times that they led their team well, or when they made an impact in some way or another, or they solved a problem, or saved a life, or were proud of themselves for advocating, that sounds more like someone who would enjoy rapid response. So like I said earlier, it's not all code blues. In fact, that's less than 5% of what we do. It's learning how to collaborate with the interdisciplinary team. It's educating your nurse colleagues in a clear and non-condescending way. It's bringing calm in the midst of crisis. It's being there for patients and nurses on the worst day of their life, more shift. It's spending your entire shift putting out fires and using your brain and your heart to find solutions to problems. Rapid response nursing is a very small niche in our amazing profession, but if you have listened to my whole spiel and still hoping to ultimately become a rapid response nurse, then I say, do it. And I wish you all the best, my friend. Before you go, I just wanted to let you know that if you liked this episode, you would probably like my course too. My one hour rapid response and rescue course is an introduction to how I approach emergencies. If you would like to learn to think, assess, and respond quickly when your patient is crashing, then you can check out my website, rapidresponseandrescue.com. And if you message me the word podcast on Instagram, I will send you a coupon code for $10 off the cost of the course. Oh, and did I mention that the course is approved by the AACN and worth one continuing education contact hour? So if you want to level up your emergency response skills and get one CE in the process, then this course is what you want. I put the link in the show notes for you. Well, thanks for listening. I hope you learned something that will save a life. Remember, nursing is a team sport, so trust your intuition and don't give up advocating until you are confident you've done what's right by your patient. The views and opinions expressed on this show are that of Sarah Lorenzini and hers alone. They are not intended as medical advice and should not take the place of your institution's policies or procedures. Evidence based practice is ever changing, and your patient care should reflect the current best practice. If you want to get in contact with Sarah, you can find her at rapidresponseandrescue.com or on social media platforms as the Rapid Response RN.